so I can go anytime. Okay. Hello, everybody. You're probably wondering where Adam Hawk and Ryan Engel is. Well, maybe I didn't ask that question because maybe nobody wants to know. I'm Lars Lewis, and this right here is episode 25 of the Fellowship here at Nation Golf in beautiful San Clemente, California. And I want to let you know that we have two very, very special guests for you. So, without further ado, let's begin this show to the fellowship. Are we on? We're on! Alright! Hey! What are you guys doing here? Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday, dear boys! And you smell like one, two. You know what, Adam? I'm going to let you cut the cake, bud. No, actually, I'm not good with my hands, so why don't you do All it? All right. right. Well, yeah. We're going to go right down the middle here. Very good. Yeah. Happy birthday, buddy. Oh, thank it you is, so Thanks much. for having us. Appreciate it. <laughs> what is that? What is that? What the hell? You didn't. Who baked this cake? Who did this? Oh, what is God. that? What it's smeared off ice. <laughs> oh! Wow, now you're going to reach in there and finish that smeared off ice. Is this really happening? That's yeah, really happening. Incredible. Believe, believe me, Katie talked about this last night with me. He's like, I'm going to put a smeared off bottle in this cake. So I'm supposed to just ass. destroy this cake? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all good. Um, Hold this. Yeah, you Man. got it, buddy. By the way, a special shout out to, to, to Katie. Uh, uh, Katie Kai. Katie Kai, uh, Ryan Engel's wife. The shamrocks on the cake. Unbelievable. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank well, it's you pretty so good. Much. So there's a Smirnoff ice inside the cake. How did you do that? Ice. How did that's, it not that's, melt? That's, that's so <laughs> special. Look at that. Wow. That's unbelievable. So. The cake's pretty good. Good. I don't think we can uh, finish or start this episode until you uh, get down on a knee and finish that. Uh, that Schmirnoff ice. Oh, God. You talk about Blow the candles out for crying out loud. This is it. Yeah, it is. Blow these candles out, Lars. All right, beautiful. Happy Make, birthday, buddy. Make a Thank wish. Thank you so much. Thanks to everybody out in the fellowship. You guys are all wonderful. Look at this power stand. Hey, nice shot. Did you make a wish? I already have my wish. Oh, wow. Are you over the moon about this? Very. Yeah, good. Glad to hear it. Okay. All right, come on. Oh, down that damn thing. Yeah. All right, one knee, please. <laughs> wow, this is fantastic. Great job, Katie Kai. You know, excellent, excellent, excellent. This is really, you guys really got me. Yeah. Go, Angle. Go, 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 go. go, go, go. How go, good does that on, taste? Wow, finish. pretty good. Come on, let's go. Excellent. Come on. Coming down the home stretch. Almost there. He's got a furlong to well, go. And he got Bang. it. Good job, good job, good job. <laughs> oh, my God. Nice. When's the last time you've done that, Ryan? God, honestly, a long time. <laughs> a long time. Don't worry, the heartburn subsided. That was really, hours. that was, I'm still kind of just kind of weirded out. I thought that you knew what was happening because you offered me the chance to cut the cake. I, I had no freaking idea. Yeah, so this has been in the works. This is your wife's idea. 
She ran this idea by us a week ago. Fantastic idea. Uh, let's put a Schmirnoff in the cake and have Ryan cut it. And then when you said, hey, Hawk, how about you cut the cake? I thought that I was the one on the ass end of the show. <laughs> See how even when I'm getting punked, I could, I have this innate sense yeah. to, to turn it around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it didn't work, but nice try. Yeah. All right, Lars, we're here. Thanks for having us. Well, it's, it's, it's definitely a pleasure to be able to, to, be, able to be in this chair. Mm. I, I, I admit it, I've watched this show ever since you had your very first guest, and I believe that was Cole Young, right? Eric Crane and then Cole Young. Yes. Cole Young was episode two. So having being able to sit in this chair and to be able to share it with you guys is is a, a real pleasure. And well, I, especially I since Cole won't text us back anymore. Well, Cole is a tastemaker now. He's uh, moved on to bigger and better things. We got him when he was still a relative little guy. But now he's the Jonah Hill of the golf space. He's the source. And it looks like they wear the same size shorts. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Probably true. Hand me a uh, bottle of that ammunition whiskey, if you will, Lars. Appreciate that. Ammunition. Straight rye whiskey finishing Pinot Noir barrels. Proud sponsor of the... Nation Desert Classic. Absolutely. I got to wet my whistle there to put away the Smirnoff ice and <laughs> icing. Uh, How was that? It actually, those things taste delicious. Let's let's be honest. Well, they, you know they're I mean? made to taste delicious. They go down. They don't. They go down quick. And yeah. Congratulations on putting that down on camera in front of everyone. It would have been kind of embarrassing if you didn't finish it. What you think I couldn't do it? Well, I don't know. Chugging a Smirnoff ice. <clears throat> yeah, it's just like chugging a bunch of sugar. It's like a pixie stick. Yeah, it's pixie sticks. It's like that cherry ice Gatorade that you would uh, that you would doubt. It's almost the same color too. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, what are you drinking Mars? Oh, hmm. It's like a, it's essentially a, a Dean Martin special. Ah, a so. Dean Martin special. Yeah, yeah it's very good. So, I know, you know about those. Ryan was, Ryan was telling me that the night before, if he had like a 6 or 7 a.m. round, he would go perform at the Sands or he would go to a, any casino, the Desert Inn in Vegas, and he would essentially have apple juice. Well, that's what I've got today. Yeah. So, I'm a bit lame, I know, but... It's good to be here. It's good to be with wonderful friends, and we're gonna have an amazing show for you guys today. It's gonna to be fantastic. We'll let the viewers decide. That's what that's what Engel and I like to say whenever we tell people we have an amazing show. <laughs> you know, can I cue you into something, Hawk? Please. You do a wonderful job as our resident host. Yeah. But now that you're in my seat and I just saw your first, you know, color commentating resident guest comment. When you hit the punchline, you don't have to explain it afterwards. Thank you. you Appreciate know, the advice. Next time, just hit it and let it ride and see how it hits, you know? Yeah. Instead of explaining to us what you just did. Very good. You know, yeah. speaking of hits, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, the fellowship, yeah. as always. Cheers. Happy birthday, bud. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Over the head, over the moon. <laughs> so I want to, I did have a couple questions at least lined up before we got into all that. So I wanted to start it off. You know, having known you guys for the past few months, it has been an absolute pleasure. But I wanted to know, because I don't think I asked this question at the time I've, 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 I've known you guys. When was the moment the two of you realized that you would become eventual best friends and then business partners? Because you have grown something so exponential in the, in the last few years. I want to know, like, how this all started with, with you two. When did you guys realize you became, like, best friends? I'll let Ryan handle that because I know this question makes him uncomfortable. He doesn't like to admit that he likes anyone outside of well, Craig just, Dunlap. So. I was just going to say I felt like this question was aimed towards Adam because I don't know if I have a best friend yet, 
but um, I would say that Adam and I are really, really good friends and hopefully soon to be best friends. Okay, I would call Ryan one of my best friends of all time. And, uh, you know, a little hurt that he didn't reciprocate that. But it's a great question, Lars. Uh, long story short, uh, Nation Golf was put in front of me by the wonderful Instagram algorithm back in 2019. I saw it and thought, wow, this, these are the coolest clothes I've ever seen. I've been looking for something like this. Kind of sick of picking the local Goodwill. And went on, bought a shirt and then was introduced to tips from the tips thought that that was the funniest thing ever honestly was like why isn't the following for nation golf as big as it should be considering how cool these clothes are and probably so, because i made fun of everybody well <laughs> could be that also you know bad grammar bad spelling bad captions you know photos no one cares focused. about that but you do anyway so i was like hey i would love to uh, meet this guy and see if i can't help him out use some of my previous uh, experience in the media world to see if we can kind of take this thing next level so i went down and i pitched myself to him at trevor's at the tracks a restaurant down here in a San wonderful Juan. restaurant yes. San Juan Capistrano. proud sponsor of the nation desert classics and uh and and we hit it off and then he sent me a text that said let's go play golf together in indian wells if you're not a serial killer we'll go into business together so we went out there with the late great steve taylor rest in peace rest in peace steve and uh it was great steve um Spent, I, I think, from 3 to 4 in the morning yakking his brains out that night in the hotel room. Oh. Chose not to uh, flush the toilet or clean up the floor. So <laughs> oh, uh, that was uh, fun to walk into in the morning. Played golf together. Handshake deal in the sauna mm -hmm. uh, in Indian Wells. Great uh, Japanese kind of uh, area spa Nude. back there. Nude. Well, there, there were towels on. <laughs> and, um, Wait, that reminds yeah. me. I remember when Charles Barkley was like sharing a story like this on the NBA at DT. He's like, towels were all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Careful with that impression. I've learned the hard way. Um, but yeah, so uh, we, we made a deal and then we went into business together. I would say the analogy here is he shoots from the hip, I guide the bullet, and uh, that's how. Yeah, he's the designer, he's the artist, he's got the vision, and then it's just like, okay, how do we kind of clean this up for mass consumption? And it works. Um, I've been accused of bringing the liberal wet blanket to the company, you know, kind of trying to straighten him out a little bit. And that's probably why he won't call me one of his best friends. But <laughs> it doesn't stop me, Lars. So that's the story. There you go. <laughs> that's wonderful. Yeah. Man, so the handshake deal in the sauna. Yeah. Boy, I, I, I figured it can't be the first or the last, yeah, at least for a lot of people. Especially at that sauna. But I figured if he could survive a weekend the way we do it out there, then he's strong enough to proceed you know if 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 there were some speed wobbles or uh you know kind of annoying behavior yeah it would have been like eh, i don't know about this guy you know I, I will tell you this when we were in the sauna the conversation was going on for five six seven minutes and in a sauna that feels like five six seven hours and i'm starting to black out from being in 125 degree heat and I'm like, man, we better make this deal sooner. I'm going to die in the sauna, you know. And I remember right after we shook hands, just bolted right out of the room to get some 72-degree air because <laughs> it, it was getting real, real thick in there. Uh, but, yeah, made the deal at the uh, final hour before I died. And, uh, and here we are two and a half, almost three years later, and the company is uh, in good shape. Well, I could say it is definitely growing. You guys did release a brand-new summer line, as you guys are both, um, both wearing. Yes. Well, mine's old, but his, his is, is new. Oh, okay. That's yeah. I know that was. Yours the, looked like it shrunk on you a little bit, did it? 
Is that a fat joke? Oh, yeah. It is. <laughs> uh, that's fine. That's another thing about becoming friends with this guy is you just progressively get fatter and fatter. And then instead of him... Not like, a lot of people can fill these shoes, let me tell you. And, and, and then instead of him like telling you, hey, man, like maybe, you know hit the exercise bike or, or take some long walks, he just will tell you that weight gain is a sign of success. There's so, only one way to the top, and it's size. So he's an enabler. I want to know more about that. Mm-hmm. Your philosophy on that. Tell me more. Well, it's just a sign of, you know... You're not missing any meals. So yeah. you got some money. Big, expensive meals. Yeah. Big, you know? expensive If you can afford scotch. big, expensive meals, you're a big, expensive guy. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, so not much more to know about it, Lars. <laughs> you know, I've always said that you know gout is like a congra- congratulatory thing. You oh, know, you're like, Lord. oh, I got gout. My 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 toe just exploded. And you're like, congratulations. <laughs> How much crab did you eat last yeah. night? You know. Yes. That's a rich man's disease, man. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is a very interesting analogy. I. <laughs> I, I don't know where we're going to work that. on you. Don't you worry. Oh, we'll get you out of that men's small, and you'll be in a large in no time. Right. However, we do need small customers. That's the hardest size oh, to yeah. sell. So why don't you just stay right where you are? Well, know this. If you do stay a size small, we'll never sell out of your size. <laughs> Very true. Good to know. Good it's to funny. Know. We've learned, and we've started ordering the minimum amount of smalls you can possibly make on a run, which is like 10. Yeah. And we're still left with like eight every single time Black Friday rolls yeah. out. Don't we worry. have a saying in this warehouse, and pardon the French, but it's fucking smalls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you won't have that much of a concern. I'll, I'll clean out whatever you got. Left. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Very good. Anyway, so let me ask you guys this. I've This was a question I was thinking about a, a couple nights ago, and because so I thought about this myself, like, if I looked at myself at 18 years old, at the age I'm at now, in terms of like, what, what would I tell him, like how to prepare like for his future? So if you were able to go back and tell your 18 year old self the best words of advice you could give them, what would you tell them? You can guys go one at a time. I would definitely say, look, dude, you don't know shit. <laughs> You know, yeah. Listen more. Lean into those those inspirational figures. You know, I I think when I was young, I had all that, and it took me, you know, trying to pursue other things that I thought were my passions, and I never I didn't fall short with it. I I succeeded because I'm stubborn and hardworking, but in that process, I realized what I was truly passionate about and that I should have listened more to those things that are inspiring me now. Um, but you know, when, when, when the stuff's in front of you when you're young, you're like, yeah, 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 I got that. I wanna try this though, you know? And so you find yourself going away. And so I don't know if it would have helped or hurt, you know what I mean? Cause you kind of have to go through that. So that all being said, I probably just would have said, you need to just like turn your volume down a little bit and turn your headphones up a little bit. How about that? You know what I mean? Um, and and listen, because um, I could have learned a lot more than I thought. I think my biggest fault as a person is I was like, I got it, I got it, you know? And I try to rush to the next step. Um, and uh, trying to learn some patience later in life now, you know? And I think that's the key for me, but... Yeah, you know... But when you were 18, you had those spirit hoods and your, you know, your, your earrings were this big and... Um, Prototypical of the, yeah. the area in Washington. Yeah. 
Wow, Seattle's taking some shrapnel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> honestly, Lars, the thing I would tell my 18-year-old self is just uh, remember it more. Enjoy it more because those are some amazing times. And I think that when you get to the age of 35 and you know what you're doing and you are on a certain path and that path requires certain disciplines... Sometimes you long for those days of infinite amount of energy, the greatest recovery ever, being surrounded by your friends all the time, not having huge amounts of responsibility, not even knowing what the word stress means. And I think a lot of us, it's natural and normal to kind of think back to those days and be like, man, those were super, super fun. And I think, I wish I remembered more of it, honestly. And that's not like, hey, I was out of my mind on drugs. I mean, I was, but at the same time, um, <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. Those, those, uh, those were some fun days. But I, I have heard this great, you know, saying in life that your best days should always be ahead of you, and I really do believe that that's the case right now. The thing I would tell my eighteen-year-old self is just commit more of this to memory because these are some these are some great times. And I have to tell my thirty-five-year-old self enjoy this, enjoy the process, enjoy what we're doing every day. This is super fun. I think a lot of people wish that they could do something like this. In fact, when I left my gig to come do this full time. The number one response was, way to bet on yourself, man. Wish I could do that. And by the way, everyone can and should. Um, but yeah, it's a fun thing that you just shouldn't take for granted. Yeah, I agree. Like when I That answer was longer than mine. <laughs> was it? Well, we'll find out All right. in yeah. post-production. Very right. good. Very good. You can yeah. just cut out what I said. <laughs> no, no. Well, just a, a small antidote. As soon as you got soupy, I, I'm sorry. I didn't take any of my own advice. I turned my headphones off, and I, yeah. didn't, I didn't hear a damn thing you just said. I see. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like every day for us. But. <laughs> well, to, to make a, I'll make a, a quick story about this. I moved out here about eight months ago, and... I'm, I'm from Buffalo, New York, for those who are, are watching and wondering who the hell this idiot is. I moved out here eight months ago to, to chase something that I couldn't attain back home. And, like, you guys were one of the inspirations why I came out here. Mm -hmm. Because you guys are trying to make it in a company and a essentially a mantra that I've always loved, like all of this, the decor, the history of the game. I've loved the game of golf my whole life. And to be able to see what you guys do, to be able to see what the lifestyle's like out here, to see the traditions of the game as appreciated as they are in this area, it inspired me to come here and bust my butt off to make sure I can one day have something either like this or something similar to like, like this and I just want to say to you guys, it means a lot because you've been a big inspiration for me to come out here. Thank you. And it truly means a lot. Glad to hear it, Lars, and glad that you are here. It takes not only, you know, a certain kind of person to move across the country, but also a kind of person like you who started reaching out to the people that he wanted to talk to. Because we met because you wanted to talk, you know, and you met Jimmy Tropicana because of the same thing. So not a lot of people have that. Yeah. You know, maybe they come out here and they want to get lucky or, hey, some agent will discover me or I'll fall ass backwards into some kind of job or group of friends. I think you're very proactive about creating your own destiny, and that's that's awesome. So yeah. good for you. Like Jimmy said, throw some rocks. See what windows yeah. break. See what yeah, windows I'm break. Sorry, that, that might have been my golf ball, but that's... <laughs> here, yeah. I thought those Strixen balls you play are supposed to fly straight. <laughs> oh, they're great golf balls. I just can't hit them in the right direction. Well, I will say this, Lars. I've seen a lot of golf swings in my life. <laughs> and to see someone have no wrist and move 
a lob wedge, mm. right to left, low with spin. That was a pleasure to watch. Oh well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, a yeah light squirrel finds a nut once in a while. Hey, you know, it's, it's yeah, there's a million ways to play this game, and I, I love when someone shows me something different. It's it's so much more fun to watch, you know. If everyone's hitting it a high, beautiful draw, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure all the golf jocks and the Instagram keyboard warriors, you know, have a lot to say about that. But man, there's some a beautiful array of shots you can hit. And yeah, it's always, I mean, it's always refreshing when you get to play with someone for the first time and you're like, "Holy shit, did you see that?" Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. What the fuck? It's I, like you said. It was like you like painted that shot. Yeah, it was artistic. Yeah. Yeah. Bob Ross, see this happy little ass? <laughs> this happy little draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I wanted to shift gears just slightly. We'll keep it golf-related, but a, a bit of a, a question that I think we talked about a few months ago, but I, I never got really the answer on because I don't know what happened. But let's say you guys are in a four-man scramble. Indian Wells Country Club. You could choose... We're on the same team? Yeah, same team. Bummer. You could choose one golfer... And one actor to mm. join you, but you have to pick different ones each. So okay. let's say you're the captain. Obviously, Ryan, you have Adam. Adam, you have Ryan. Yeah. You could choose one actor and one golfer from any era, any time. Yeah. Who's in the cart for that round, and what would you talk to them about? All right. Well, the actor I'm choosing is Keanu Reeves, <laughs> and I am talking to him. I'm talking to Keanu Reeves about the Matrix. What, are we trilogy. playing soccer golf? Or are you taking it into the big <laughs> thing? Like, can well, that guy even roll the club? We don't know yet, and it doesn't matter because I'm talking to Keanu about the Matrix trilogy yeah. and how it changed my entire life. And uh, the golfer I'm inviting is. Really? Is That's that what you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, it is. Matrix trilogy. Uh, so I would, I would, I'd invite Keanu, and then I would invite uh, Patton Kazire as the golfer. Wow. Would love to play around with Patton. Uh, Patton's the man, and he'd probably bring Joe Edder, so it's a little two-for-one, if you will. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. big shout-out to Joe, always repping the nation. Plus, absolutely. man. It's that, almost like he gets paid to do it. That <laughs> slow southern draw, too. Yeah. You know? Which you gotta love. Yeah. Yeah, like when yeah. you walked up to him, and for some reason, after his round at the Bob Hope Classic, you said, man, could have been a lot better. <laughs> and he goes, could have been a lot worse. <laughs> He knew what I meant. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, who's your actor and who's your golfer? I mean, isn't it obvious? Arnold Palmer, Bob Hope. Okay, so we're gonna have to do some. And pardon this. Actually, no. We're have to do some grave digging on that one. I, I actually, Hope would be a close second. I'd go Dean Martin for sure. Tell me, what would you think Dean Martin would be like as a playing partner? Actually, he was quite the player, you know, and um, I think he took golf real serious and. I would imagine that that was his escape, and he wouldn't want to be like the like, hey, hey, you know, as much. You know what I mean? I yeah. think he'd he'd be more um, kind of into it as far as like the game, the nuances, and stuff and such. But there's a great uh, before Shell's Wonderful World of Golf was called that. It was called something like that, like Golf Celebrity or something. Celebrity Golf. Celebrity yeah, Golf. Yeah, he played against Sam Sam Snead at uh, Lake. Side, I think it was at Lakeside, Lakeside. Country Club yeah. in LA, and uh, and Martin was a two at that time, so he got two strokes. They they have the match. Wow! And the greatest part of that watching that footage was Dean Martin smiled when he struck the golf ball. Mm. He fucking grinned, and I was I couldn't stop watching that. I was just like, this guy 
either just loves life or he just loves this game. Yeah. You know, maybe both. But that was my that was my big takeaway. So I'd, I'd, I'd go Arnold Palmer and Dean Martin. I didn't know that you could choose folks that had passed on to the afterlife. He said any era. Okay, so I will amend my actor answer. <laughs> Paul okay. Walker. Oh my god! Oh <laughs> Pete, uh, this is to you, buddy. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Paul. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> Paul Walker. I wonder if he actually played golf. I, that's doesn't matter. Just want to be in his presence. That yeah. the, the the long flowing blonde hair, that crisp white pro club, the blue jeans, the Converse All Stars. You know, just. Be, yeah. in, be in the presence of P Dub. <laughs> well, Adam, I, I I wanted to ask you like uh, this question. So, you grew up in Seattle. You yeah. grew up in Washington. Mm. Take me like through your journey, as throughout your life in Seattle. Even like specifically like being a Mariners fan. Like being a, you guys are you guys are baseball guys. Yeah. Engel is a. Are the Dodgers in the playoffs? And it's October. Uh, I'm in. That's yeah. that's Engel's baseball yeah. fandom. Or if someone's like, "Hey, you want to go catch a game?" I'm like, "I love seeing it live." You know. Yeah, and then someone tells him where Dodger Stadium is, and he takes a pass. <laughs> no, that's the one place I go. Chavez Ravine, best ballpark in America, in my opinion. Eh, Fenway. Anyway, so take me like through, you know, your life growing up in, in Seattle, like as a Mariners. Growing up as a Mariners fan, is there any like unique experiences you had, any like chance encounters and memories you've had, at least growing up as a Mariners fan of Seattle? Because you were around the time where Seattle was playing their best baseball in their franchise's history. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little more about what that was like to be in that city and in the 90s? seeing, yeah, yeah, seeing like Griffey and Randy Johnson, Jay Buhner, uh, John Olerud, and just and seeing that each row like in 2001. Take me through that. Wow, the fellowship has turned into a bit of a sports show, huh? I like that. They still play on carpet up there? I know. Uh, the kingdom has been demolished. Long yeah. demolished. Yeah. Yes. yes. So it's not carpet anymore? Was it, no. Was it really that much of a dump? The kingdom? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was a <laughs> uh, heaping pile of rubble that Ken Griffey Jr. and Alex Rodriguez played in at the same time. Um, the 90s for Seattle was the coolest, not just because the Mariners were awesome, but you had Sean Kemp and Gary Payton on the Sonics. Um, the music scene obviously was amazing with grunge, you know, completely taking off there and influencing all the music in America. Microsoft was there, so you had a bunch of like weirdo computer people, grunge people, freaks. It was just a hodgepodge of insanity. Seattle is like the weirdest city or was the weirdest city in the world. It's lost the plot completely now. Uh, it's not what it used to be. Uh, it's a very gentrified, Amazon centric tech bro capital, and uh, it's a shame, but at least I was there when it was cool. And yeah, it was fun to watch the Mariner teams then. They haven't been to the playoffs in 21 years. Hopefully that changes this year. Yeah, I know they were on a really wicked hot streak about, uh, about a couple of weeks ago. And I think that you got a taste of it last year. And I think this might actually be the chance, considering that the AL West has been struggling as much as it's been. Outside of Houston, you got a legitimate shot this year. By the way, we're talking about Seattle. Now we hear the rain coming yeah. down. How about that? Raindrops falling on my head. <laughs> Wow, it is pouring rain in the studio. That's, <laughs> you gotta that's love it, folks. Yeah, Absolutely. You gotta love it. Um, oh, oh. It certainly could be the year, Lars, and I think it's less to do with the Mariners and more to do with the fact that they expanded the playoffs now. So they're adding an extra team in. We'll take it however we can get it. <laughs> if I had a uh, $400 billion payroll and could just buy every single player, it'd be fun to be a Dodgers fan, too. Yeah, I'd imagine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Selling out the seats. Well, do Pays we have... the bills. Yeah. 
Do we have ambient noise coming through the headphones? <laughs> Wonderful. How does well, it we, sound? Let's uh, let's take a short break. You know? Lars, you want to toss us to commercial break while yeah, we toss wait us out to the rain? Commercial break, Lars. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen, with the fellowship. Lars Lewis here with Adam Hawk and Ryan Edgar. Play more. Cheers. Nation Golf. Swanky, classic golf shirts. Soft cotton, hard collars, timeless style. Enjoy the fellowship. This is Nation Golf. Okay, we're back, ladies well, and gentlemen. Hang on one uh, second. Jeez. <laughs> and like, what the hell happened to you? Uh, I had to, uh, <laughs> uh, once it started downpouring, which by the way was God telling you not to talk about sports on the fellowship, um, it, uh, I had to go out and uh, roll up the windows in my car. And Why so on earth would all your windows be rolled down? I like the cool ocean breeze of San Clemente, Is that which right? we don't get in Fullerton. And uh, yeah, so I like that wafting through. And uh, yeah. oh, thanks, Katie Kai. Well, I mean, well, now you just got the cool stuff. ocean. Good. You didn't really get the breeze, you definitely got the ocean. I got the ocean. Yep. Just surfed my first wave out there, it was nice. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so I'm soaked. Great commercial break, though. Mm. It was a lot of fun for me. That's Where were we, Lars? Well, I... Before, I want to shift gears here. Yeah, before the before the downpour happens, kind of what happens when we mention the city of Seattle, all of a sudden it starts downpouring. Yeah. At least outside. So, Ryan, I actually wanted to share this with you because I actually asked out to a couple of fans for some questions. Wow. At least for you guys. I have fans? And this, yeah, apparently. Ryan loves his fans. Whenever he sees people in Patrick real life two who say... <laughs> I don't know uh, if we have two minutes left or if I have two fans. Well, whenever Ryan sees people... <laughs> whenever Ryan sees people out in public who compliment him, he turns a uh, blind eye and a deaf ear and keeps on walking. That is not true. Well, it's, this may be a certain summer that you may not want to. So this question actually comes from, well, your wife. Oh, fuck. So, this is great. Katie Kai Angle sent in this question and said, Ryan, do you ever get tired of hearing the sound of your own voice? <laughs> <laughs> well, Lars, uh, thank you for that question. Um, in a word, one no. of the benefits of being partially deaf, <laughs> or for lack of a better term, hard of hearing, yeah. um, is no, it doesn't get that annoying because can't really hear it that well which is probably why i am so fucking loud uh-huh <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think she was more talking about how often you're speaking and not how uh, yeah 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 well i got a lot to say Adam. <laughs> yeah you know we know <laughs> yeah we know a great question babe yeah <laughs> any more from katie kai because we yeah. can do this the rest of the time <laughs> I believe that was the one question I was uh, I was given. Yeah. yeah, and you said it was from fans. Yeah, I know. Well, she is a fan. I knew she was a fan of me. Is that right? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> but so I I did have to I do have like a set of rapid fire questions that I'm going to give you guys in just a moment. Okay. Can't wait. But I'm not sure if Ryan has ever watched this. Maybe you have growing up, but I, I want to pose this question. I want to talk about cartoons for a minute. Excellent, Lars. If you both had to rank your three favorite shows growing up, 
it would you would be able to share them with your kids. Yeah. Which ones would they be? I'm already doing it, and it's The Simpsons, hands down. Mm. Uh, we are religiously watching The Simpsons, seasons two through ten, the golden era of The Simpsons, everything before and after, doesn't matter. Seasons two through ten. Well, your kids stay up till midnight, so you can get a lot of shows in. That's true. Are you insulting my parents? No. Yeah. <laughs> Feels like you are. How come you can't get your kids to bed? Well, they're crazy. Okay? <laughs> um, we watched The Simpsons in my house, and I absolutely love it. That show was uh, my Bible growing up. And, uh, yeah, The Simpsons and then King of the Hill and South Park. Those are my three favorite cartoons growing up of all time. When The Simpsons first came out, <clears throat> it was massive success, like out of the gates. And uh, I, over the summer, we went somewhere as a family, and I just had to have this T-shirt. And it was a famous T-shirt in the early 90s. And it was Bart Simpson on a skateboard that said in, like, a little little speaking cloud, you know, Hi, I'm Bart Simpson. Who the hell are you? Wore it to the first day of third grade. Sent straight home. Nice. Well played, well played. I was like, Dad, let's go to the beach. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. What are your other two favorite cartoons? Um, well, I don't know if this is technically a cartoon, but when I was a kid, I've always been an early riser. Still am. I was when I was a kid. And at 6 a.m. on HBO, there used to be the show, and I think they just re- re-launched uh, it but back when I was a kid in the early 80s <laughs> it was uh, called Fraggle Rock and it was like a Muppets kind of style show yeah that counts yeah you know and, and uh, dude I just talk about tuning out when Fraggle Rock was on I was all in dude so that would be tuning in but yeah I get what you mean yeah well it's tuning out on everyone else <laughs> ah very <laughs> see where good I got that yeah 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 um, and then I also liked watching this is funny but it was uh uh, Mouser size, and it Mouser was an size. '80s aerobics show on on the Disney Channel, and I would sit there and watch everyone work out. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. I can see nothing has changed. Yeah. I was like, I, I think I'm supposed to like go along with this, but yeah. you know, there's a bunch of broads with big hair and tight tight outfits and scrunchy yeah. socks, and I was into it, man. Yep. You know, we <laughs> see back then you could wear a jeer on TV as long as you had the white like tights underneath underneath it you yeah, know yeah. so it was like oh man I think that's her butt cheeks yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> so you know as a kid I was just like hey mom it's a Disney channel don't even worry about it yeah you know <laughs> we call them women by the way not broads <laughs> but yeah. oh, god <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it wasn't really much of a cartoon guy I did love the Simpsons too though yeah you know yeah, um, oh, which is why I told that story. The Simpsons shirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, I'm, I'm crying right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So uh, one last question before we get to like the the rapid fire before we close out the show. So I know you're talking about like growing up, but now the fact that you guys you both have kids, and from the time I've spent with you guys, you guys care a lot about family. Like, especially, like, you know, your families as well. Not just, like, the fellowship, your friends, but obviously your loved ones. What has been the most rewarding experience for you now that your husbands and fathers? What a great question. Jeez, uh, I, I don't know if I can pinpoint just one, but I think being in charge of the way that another human being is growing up is obviously the biggest responsibility anyone can ever hand hand you and then you've got uh 
uh, you got a lot of things to learn as you're doing it. Every parent, there's there's no handbook. You're learning on the fly, and so just learning from your mistakes and doing something with your kids that just like brings a huge smile to their face, and then hearing them say the things that you say back to them. Uh, I, I'd say the most rewarding experience is just watching my family grow up the last six years. It's been uh, it's been amazing. It's really good, really good answer. I, I, I like that. Mm. You, Ryan, uh, Lars, uh, ditto. <laughs> Well said. No, I'll say this. That was well said. Um, I'll share a, a moment that happened um, recently that was just like, there's there's tons of these moments, but since we're here at the fellowship, golf business, bunch of golfers. Um, I'm a big golfer. So I, I have the baby um, in the mornings. I'm the morning shift dad. And uh, so this last a couple weeks ago, the open was on, you know, and it's on early in the morning, you know. So I'm I'm coaxing my daughter into watching that instead of Coco Melon, you know? And so I got the open on and stuff, and I'm like, I'm trying to like, you know, watch golf and like entertain her, and we got like the whole downstairs is like this kid zone now where we just got shit everywhere and it's, it's awesome. And uh, I, I'm looking away for a brief second, and I'm, I'm watching the golf, and I hear some clunking around, and I look over, and she, my mother-in-law got her this Fisher-Price uh, plastic like golf bag with a handle and wheels and these mm. two like giant golf clubs and I look over as I'm watching the open and she's pulling the golf bag and holding a golf club and I just was like thank you God <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, you know that's... it was just an awesome moment and uh, you know I, I, I after that just forced her to continue watching the, the, <laughs> the open, open championship um, and uh, it was great, but you know, she does actually enjoy like watching golf with me, um, which yeah. has been which has been pretty cool. And uh, and now she's starting to like whack balls in the living room and stuff. And I can only hope that she wants to play this game. Yeah, and that's all you can do is hope, and you can't force anything. But I will force her to not play soccer. I'm not sitting there on Saturdays under an easy up with oranges in a cooler. Just not happening. We're going to the beach or something else. I bet you you will. I bet you. What you do you want to bet? I'll bet you five hundred dollars you will be at your daughter's soccer game in three years. You know, I'd like to start. <laughs> I, I'd like to start betting, um, like either items or other things, because all these financial bets that I have with you, I don't get paid on them. Yeah. So I don't want to add to this tally. So open your Venmo right now and read where you're at. Five hundred dollars, you'll be at a uh, soccer game for your daughter in four years or less. Nope. Mark uh -huh. the tape. Um, yeah, and by the way, real quick aside about the Open, um, my daughter was born in July uh, 2016, and you know, the Open is in July, and it's played at very odd hours, so when we got back from the hospital, I threw my hand straight up and said, I'll take the night shifts, babe, and she was like, wow, that's really awesome of you, you know, and then uh, that was clearly a ploy to stay up all night and watch the Open with my kid, and then as soon as the this Open guy. was over, four days later, I was like, well... This night shift stuff ain't for me. Uh, <laughs> see you in the daylight hours. And uh, that was And the that. dad of the year award goes to... Anywho. Uh, Mr. Two Iron. Yes. The king of cool. <laughs> Love the open. That was... Uh, it's one of the crazy things, like, like when a kid, especially with your daughter, when they see something on television, they would mimic it. Mm -hmm. It's like they see, like, swing a golf club and mm -hmm. she would try to swing a golf club yeah it's it is crazy how at such a young age 
they could see something and be able to do it without any sort of instruction yeah. at all. Very intuitive. Which is why we should stop watching The Simpsons because my kids are choking each other out and swearing now. <laughs> but it's I like it, so and yeah. I'm in charge. Absolutely, <laughs> I'm in charge. I like that. Okay, so we'll do a little bit of we'll do a little bit of rapid fire. You ready? Before we close the show, so I do have just a few. Rapid fire is my middle name, Adam. They call rapid. me Mister Rapid Fire. Let's keep it PG here, folks. <laughs> or some people call me Rapid Fire Ing. ing. Yes, yeah. puts an ing after everything. Ing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I got I got a few here. We'll Bullseye go ing. Yeah, we're ready, Lars. Okay, ideal drinking partner: Dean Martin or Bob Hope? Dean Martin. Uh, either one. Dean Fine Martin. by me. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna be blasted after one. So this is rapid matter. fire. Sir. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah. See how he explains it after? No, mm-hmm. sorry. I kind of see what you're getting. Yeah. <laughs> Goodfellas or Godfather? Ooh, Goodfellas. Godfather. Mm. Caddyshack or Happy Gilmore? Oh, Caddyshack. Happy Gilmore. Caddyshack, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Happy Gilmore. This Happy, is Gilmore. Exactly Happy Gilmore the is the, Happy Gilmore is the spirit hood of golf movies. Yeah, okay. I. Ha- go ahead, go Dang ahead. No, just... that's it. Rapid fire. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hole in one or albatross? Either. I haven't had. I'll take. I'll take what. I'll take a par. Hole, hole, hole in one's more special. That being said, isn't a hole in one considered an albatross if it's on a par three? We're still. We're still. Our, no, that would be technically an eagle because that's two under. Oh yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> okay. You have to lose one in this category. Uh. Steak. Or cigars. Oh, fuck. Steak. Oh man. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't very rapid. No, but it's a good answer. Yeah. Golf cart or drinks during the round. Uh, what does that mean, Lars? So that means you either can never use a golf cart again. Or you can never drink during the round again. What is this like? Like we're on? Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> yeah. I I take away I take away the drinks. I, I'm I'm not walking with the bags I have. Not at all. They're not conducive to walking. I guess I would take the golf cart and just do drugs. <laughs> all right. Very good. Okay, your ability to putt or your ability to drive. Um, mm. driving sucks. I I I'd want to be the best putter ever. Yeah. Same. Take away the driving. Okay. All right, that was just a little short and sweet to see. I got, I got exactly what I wanted out of it. A little window into the soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, this was so much fun. Lars, weren't you going to ask us what our favorite pricing games were on The Price is Right? I was prepping for that question all night. God dang I'm it. I'm so glad you mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, I actually am intrigued. I completely blanked on that. You're 100% right. Okay. Contestant on The Price is Right. Yeah. You give me your three pricing games that you get to play on. I don't even know if I can remember three. Or just however many you want. Like even yeah. just one that you want to play on. Well, I'll give you three. I because I prepped. I want uh, Cliffhanger, also known as the Yodeling game. I want Bunch of Punch, where you're punching for cash. Mm-hmm. And I want Hole in One, which you know is actually Hole in Two, because if you miss that putt, you get to putt it again. Those are my three pricing games. And if they rolled out the Plinko board, I'm going out the exit door. 
<laughs> that is, without a doubt, the most overrated game in the world. You stick that damn chip down there, it starts flying everywhere, it always comes up on zero. Get it out of here. Yeah, it's a game of chance. It's really, you're completely helpless. It's Totally. See, I don't remember that aspect of, of The Price is Right. Um, was it at the end where they put the the bundles of stuff that you guess the overall oh, the price show, showdown. showdown yeah. That was my favorite part of the show is this showcase. It's like this jet ski, the trailer and the Toyota Corolla. Yeah. And you're like, Oh fuck 30 grand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, that, that was my favorite, the, all, but I, I loved all the games. I just can't remember all that stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I love the bunch of punch is a very underrated game. That, that seems like so much fun. Just, just like go right through the hole and see how much money you get. Absolutely. And you always saw like the disappointed look in Bob Barker's face when it was like fifty dollars. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Five thousand. Bob Barker, what a guy. Man, that's it, it's the crazy part about the Price is Right is that it has transcended like generations, like like Angle. Then you and I, because we're both around the same age, mm-hmm. and even like guys in their twenties. It's just, just it's crazy how long that show has lasted. Yeah. And people still love it even now. Well, I'm surprised how long it's lasted with Drew Carey at the helm. <laughs> yeah. Leaves a little bit to be desired. <laughs> well, not all great things come from Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> well said, Lars. Well, Lars, for being such a wonderful host, um, like we always do with our guests, we're going to present you with the gold smoking Tom LaPel. How about that? And, oh, and while Adam does on. that, um, go ahead, Adam, reach on over there. Oh, that is special. Make sure to take it off of this borrowed coat when you leave. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there you go, oh, Lars. Thank you so much. So as you know, our uh, our company and um, history of you know our love affair of the desert and the golden air and stuff, the Bob Hope Classic was a major tournament back in the day. Um, and in 1973, it was... Um, a year that Arnold Palmer won the the hope for um, a fifth time, which is still a record, and uh, it was ironically his last win on the PGA Tour. So for your birthday, we want to present you with a 1973 Bob Hope decanter. Oh my God! So I know it's in good hands, and uh, just want to thank you for being a part of it, brother. Thank you, Brian. Yep. Thank yep. you so much, guys. Yep. Yep. Happy birthday, buddy. Yeah. Happy thank birthday. You. And, um, feel free to enjoy this cake. I think it'll fit in your car. Um, it's all yours, man. But, but the knife is mine. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah. is the bomb. Yeah. Anyway, guys, thank thank you so much for having me on, ladies and gentlemen. This has been episode 25 of the Fellowship. Stay with us, lifelong. It's all about camaraderie. It's all about brotherhood. It's all about family. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a good day, and we'll see you again soon. Cheers, buddy. Happy birthday. Salute.